Good morning. Have a seat, kids. You can be dismissed. Um, as they're dismissed, I want to give a shout out to, uh, to Matt. Matt is uh, Megan's brother and Jeff's brother-in-law um, comes to us from the summit. And again, also thank you to the summit as well. Um, it's the, the church that birthed us and has sent us their leadership to lead us in worship while Jeff has been on sabbatical the last, uh, today is the, the third week of that. So thanks, Matt. Um, after, uh, after the service, shake his hand, tell him thanks um, for leading us. Uh, so this morning we're in Romans 12, uh, verse 2, for the third and final week. Um, let me pray for our study and we'll get to it. God, thanks so much for the morning. I thank you for this opportunity for us to, to gather together and study your word. I pray that you would uh, uh, keep us free from distraction this morning, God, and I pray that you would have our minds as we seek to, to study what it is you have to say to us, Father. And God, you have spoken to my heart this week through this message, God, and I pray that you would uh, um, continue to, to massage that, continue to, to, to grow my mind and my heart and the, the message you've given to me, Father. And I pray for, for each of us that will hear this message this morning, Father, you would, you would guide us in, uh, in the way you want us to go, God. I, I just pray you just take our minds to places that you would, uh, you would allow us to, to see your grace and your mercy and your tenderness and your hope and your peace and your love, your mercy. God, we, all those things are on full display this morning in what, we, what we're going to study. And I, I pray that we would see you and, and not just see you, Father, but we would be transformed because we have seen you. Thank you so much for Jesus and his perfect life and perfect death and perfect resurrection that brings us the opportunity to stand before you and the opportunity to, to learn from you and, and, and understand how you relate to us and how we relate to you, Father. Thanks for Jesus so much in his name. Amen. Um, so transformed is the, is the idea that we're studying through and we've kind of, <clears throat> if you've been paying attention to um, our social media presence You've been seeing this, this 40 days of transformation, which actually start tomorrow, but leading up to that 40 days of transformation has been this three-week sort of deep study of Romans 12 two, and this morning is sort of the, the culmination of that. And as I've been thinking about this sermon this week, and, and even more than that, for the last three or four weeks, um, I've thought that, that this message, this one that, that we're about to embark upon, is, is sort of the, the punchline or, or the, the, the final resolution of uh, a trilogy of sermons. So, uh, and, and I think it kind of sets up like a story as well. Maybe uh, think of, of movie trilogies that you've seen where they kind of present a, a problem and, and then they, they sort of solve it. And then at the end of that one, and then the middle of it, sort of the, there's, there's the conflict is at its height. And then the final one really kind of deals with, with resolution. The Lord of the Rings is, is a good example of that. Presenting a problem, then the deep conflict, and then the, the final resolution of the problem. And that's sort of what these three messages have been. Like we're going to set up the problem, and then the conflict is going to come to its height. And then the resolution, which is where we find ourselves today. So um, if the last three weeks were a, a movie, one movie, this is... The resolution. This is the culmination, and I've been thinking about a lot about um, what a, a movie that, that kind of tells this story, um, and 
Forrest Gump really tells the story really well, all right? Um, so Dave, hit, hit that first image. Uh, you guys know this movie, right? You know this scene? Like, you, uh, I, I, I want to say I, I don't have a very good Forrest impression, uh, and, and Jenny's even worse, but she says, um, you can sit here. You remember, right? Really sweet voice and like they the the char- the actor that they chose for that it was perfect and and her delivery of that line was perfect and she sits next to him and and they introduce themselves and so a relationship is born there right and it's it's sweet right are you you connecting with that like look at this image and this is a sweet gentle relationship and but we know that the rest of the movie there's uh there's stuff that happens but i think that that we're rooting from, from the moment we see this, we're rooting for, for this to happen again, right? Every, every encounter that we see that Jenny has and every encounter that we see that Forrest has and all the difficulties, we want them to get back to this place, right? Like that's what we're rooting for. Um, hit the next one. This, that's that's the, the setting and now here is uh, a portion of the conflict. You guys remember this scene? Um, it's, it's her old house, the house that she grew up in. And just before that, she's thrown a bunch of rocks at this house. You remember that scene? And Forrest says, sometimes just not enough rocks. Um, I told you it was bad. I warned you. Um, and so then they're like, she's broken here, right? And Forrest is broken. He doesn't know how to, he wants to help her, but he doesn't know how. And so there's, there's death, there's disease, there's disability in Forrest, there's abuse that's in her because her dad was an abusive father and that's why the, the whole rock throwing scene because she was just angry, filled with anger here. And so what's happening in this scene is the depth of the conflict that's present in Forrest and Jenny getting back to that scene on the bus, right? You, you, you with me? And so like Forrest physical disabilities and mental disabilities and, and the death of his mom and, and people picking on him and, and Jenny's substance abuse and, and nearly killing herself on the balcony. You remember that scene? And throwing rocks and all this abuse. This, all of the conflict, but I think this image kind of sets up the, the main picture of the conflict. And so I, I, don't want, us, I want us to see Forrest Gump for the, 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 the story that it's telling but also the, the story that, that's happening inside of your life. So hit that next one. Um, and this is the resolution. This is the end of Romans 12 too. Forrest and Jenny are getting married. Lieutenant Dan back there with his, uh, on his, with his cane there. Um, and so this is, this is the resolution. This is them getting back to that scene where they first meet each other on the bus, you know, where they're, they're shaking hands. And so... I think our lives are this way. I think our walk with Christ is this way. And this movie is this way where we, we see what could be. We see that the, the bus scene where we've just met. You can sit here. Hi, my name is Forrest. My name is Jenny. I taught her how to climb. She taught me how to dangle. All that stuff, right? Like that's, that's the place where God intends for us to be and live. But there's conflict that happens in our world and in our lives. Like... Death, disease, brokenness of relationship, brokenness of, of, of what was supposed to be true on that bus, right? And ultimately, we're all rooting for Forrest and Jenny. We're all rooting for us 
to, be, to get to this point, to this moment, the resolution. And I believe strongly that Romans 12 is the picture of that. And the end of Romans 12 is that resolution. We hear the phrase, God's will, popping up at the end of Romans 12 too. And I think, I don't, no, I don't think, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that we have uh, a bad understanding of what God's will is. Um, God's will is telling a bigger story in you than you realize. Let me say that again. God's will, and, and by the way, forget what you think you know about God's will, because probably when I say God's will, your mind goes to job, where I'm going to live, school, kids, church. When you think of God's will, you think of, do I do this thing or that thing? That's, that's like that much of God's will. God's will is Forrest and Jenny, all right? God intends for you to be in beautiful, intimate relationship with him. That's God's will. And there is force and Jenny on the bus. There is all the conflict that we've talked about. There is force and Jenny resolved in their marriage. There is, and this is, this is the picture that Romans 12, 2 is saying to you. This is God's will. He is moving, shaking, shaping, orchestrating events to take place in your life so that his will might be accomplished in your life. And his will is not the job that you have or the job that you just lost or the who you should marry, who you, who you shouldn't marry, whether you should have children, whether you shouldn't have children, what school you should go to. That's not, that's, that's a, a, a small self-centered approach to what God's will is. God's will, God intends for you at the the heart of God's purposes for you is to be in beautiful, intimate, undefiled relationship with him. And it's such an event of his will that he sent his son Jesus to, to suffer here and die here so that it could happen. That's God's will for you. So let's go back through Romans 12 to um, I know we've covered it the last two weeks, but I'm going to cover it again just briefly. Hit on it from a grand scheme here. Um, let's read Romans 12 too, real quick. Uh, Do not be conformed to this world. That's kind of the, the, first, that's the first part of the conflict. Do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That's the climax of our verse. And then the resolution that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. So the point of Romans 12 to the point of being transformed is not the process of being transformed. The resolution of Romans 12 to the resolution of being transformed is God. So we're going to talk about 40 days of transformation in Starting tomorrow for the next 40 days through March 11th, we're going to talk about that consistently over and over again. We're going to talk about spiritual disciplines. We're going to talk about means of grace. And we're going to get lost for moments in the forest trying to find the big picture. And, and let me try to remind you, and, and as we write these blogs and as we record these blogs, the, the heart of what we want to do is not get lost in the middle of these disciplines, but instead see the big picture. And the big picture is simply God. 
The point of 40 days of transformation, the point of your transformation, the point of of not being conformed but being transformed, the point of all that is that you might get God. And as Dave said at the beginning of, of our time this morning, your joy is at stake. Like you were created for a single purpose. And that single purpose is to know God. And there's other purposes kind of filtered from that, but at the, at the front of, of your relationship with God is that he intends to be in beautiful, unhindered, pure, undefiled relationship with him. And the path is transformation. So the beginning of Romans 12 too, is the conflict. Let's, let's look briefly at, at these three phrases. First, do not conform to the pattern of this world. Remember, we learned this two weeks ago. It's to conform to another's pattern. The idea is compromising because of an effect of something outside of you. An outside force having an effect on you which causes compromise. That's what it means to not conform. And God, in order for us to ultimately, finally, completely resolve no God's will, step one, don't conform. And don't conform is don't allow that outside force to have a compromising effect on who you are. This is one for us to participate in. Big time. Don't allow the outside forces to compromise who you are. We remember, I don't only remember, but the, the language here denotes an understanding that we are to stop an act that's already in progress. All right, I'm getting, getting excited and quick. I'm going to slow down because this is important. To not be conformed is to stop an act that's already in progress. So in each of us, this conforming act is in progress. No matter where you find yourself on the spectrum of nearness to God, the conforming process is taking place in you. We are being told by this world what to value, what to get excited about, what to get angry about. And like politics really, and and uh, uh, an election year, an election cycle really pushes us to the front. You're being told what you're supposed to be angry about. You're being told what you're supposed to, to, to get excited about. You're being told what you're supposed to value. And there's, there are outside forces that are at work to defeat your joy, to defeat your getting of God. This is a, something that is at stake. Um, it's the, the conflict of the story. Do oh, you guys ever heard the story of the, uh, the, the frog in the boiling pot of water? You know, that, you know that idea? For those, some of you may not. So the idea is, I've, I've never done this before. I'm, I'm, uh, maybe you have. But apparently this is what happens. You put a frog, get a, a, a pot of water that's it's just room temperature. You put a frog in there, he'll stay in there. You turn the heat on and that frog will, the pot will eventually boil and the frog will die in the pot because the change isn't drastic enough to make him want to hop out. You put a frog into an already boiling pot of water, he jumps out immediately. This is the picture of this conforming process. Like if we jumped into this boiling pot of conformity, we would understand this is not where we're supposed to be. But if we get in and this conforming process is slow and gradual and gentle, we wind up 20 years down the road fully conformed in a boiling pot of water and have no idea that we're there. But... Here's the conflict. Second thing is the climax. 
be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, We learned last week that we are changed and we can't do this by ourselves. It's a grace gift of God. We're no more capable of renewing ourselves. We're no more capable of, of transforming than we are of creating a new world. Remember we talked about that last week. And there's a grace gift of God. Something has to change in us. Think caterpillar into butterfly. Think a change in the fabric of essence of who we are. Uh, think DNA. This is what it means to be conformed. And you don't have this capability inside of you. But... In order for us to get God and be in God's will and receive what God has planned for us, conforming has to take place. Um, Finally, we have resolution. You were created. Let me me say this to you very carefully. Look look some of you guys in the eye. You were created to be in the place where Romans 12.2 leaves you. Say that again. You were created to be in the place where Romans 12, 2 leaves you. And the process is, is conformity, which is happening. That's the conflict is real in your life. That's the, the death, the disease, the abuse, all that stuff we talked about from Forrest and Jenny. That's the conflict. The conforming is that conflict. And the climax, the, the realization of purpose is the transforming. And now we're left with the resolution that is God's will, Romans 12, 2. We have resolution, um, getting you to the place where you intended to be. Um, have you ever worked really hard on something? Um, have you ever had a, a vision for something and then saw it through, like worked really hard, you, you, like, I want to create this, I want to do this, and then you, you figured out the, the course, the plan of attack, and you worked really, really hard at it, and then you saw it culminate. Um, maybe you like to cook. Does anybody here like to cook? Jessica? Um, and some of you guys, like, uh, there's a movie called Chef. Have you guys seen Chef before? It's a great movie. Um, and when, I'm, when I was thinking about this idea, I, that movie was in my mind. So he gets a, a vision, an understanding for a, a meal that he wants to prepare. And he goes to, to a specialty grocery store to, to, to find the, the exact right ingredients. And then he, he, he wrestles with them, kind of experiments with them, the taste, how much of this, how much of that, too much of this, too much of that, and creates something, all right? Have you ever done that before? You ever, like, I want to I make dinner for my spouse. And so I'm going to think, I'm going to... Look at a, a bunch of different recipes on the internet. Well, I know my wife really likes basil, so I'm going to try and put basil in this. So I'm going to go to a specialty grocery store and, and buy basil. And so you, you spend like three hours and make a mess in the kitchen to create this beautiful plate of food and present it, right? You with me? Maybe you're a, maybe you're a, a, a gardener. Ben, I, I thought about you this week, thinking about this. You, you spend some time tilling ground. You spend some time uh, trying to figure out what for, the, for my yard for my soil what's going to be the the best uh fertilizer to put here and and you you plant um something in the ground you you work in the fall you you plant some tulips in the the late fall and then the winter comes and 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 you you put leaves over the top of that so they can kind of keep that bed warm or ben i may be even completely blowing it here that's not what you do i'm not a not a botanist um but but the idea is uh we're, we're working hard to create something. And then the snows come and kind of give that a, a blanket of cold to, and, and 
the, the tulip bulb is on the, in the ground, and then February comes, and, and March comes, and rains start coming, and then towards the end of March, maybe the last part of March, first part of February, you, you see some, some green beginning to, to sprout, and then a week later, you've got, you've got beautiful tulips that are there, and you think to yourself, man, I, I remember back in October when I dug that hole, and then I, I remember back in November when I, when I put some... Uh, put some fertilizer there. And then I remember in, in December when the snow kind of came and, and all these things were working to get to this day when, when I got to see that the flower pop up. And, and maybe there's a, a whole row of them and, and lots of different colors, colors that, that like don't appear in, in nature other than on a tulip. You know, this, it's a, a brilliant yellow or, or a deep red and, and, and we're, our eye is really drawn to those things, right? Um, uh, what else? Maybe, uh, maybe you're a coach or maybe you're a teacher and, and you, you're really patient. I thought, of, I thought of Kelly and Christy with this one. I thought of Kyle as a coach. And, and, and you're, you're, you're thinking about like, all right, this is what I want this kid to understand and know. And here's the path I want. I, I need them to understand and be able to do these things so they can do, eventually do this thing. And so I'm going to teach them here. And then that's going to allow me to teach them there. And that's going to allow me to, to teach them here. And we, we walk through the, the course of all of those things. And eventually it clicks and a light goes on. And a kid can make a layup. Or, or a kid can, can understand how to, how to get the, the area of a circle. And they can do it in a snap. Or they understand algebra. Or they, it just snaps for them. And there's a, a resolution to that. You with me? You, you there? And so, or, or maybe uh, you, you like to mess with furniture. I know there's some of you guys that like to, to mess with furniture. You go to find a thrift store and you find an old chair. My wife does this a couple of times, finds an old chair, and then she'll paint it a, a bright, vibrant color and then find some, some cloth to, to recover the seat of the chair. And now we've got four or five different chairs that you can just, you know, maybe if you've been in our house, chances are you've seen this orange or yellow or, or blue chair and you, you've sat in this chair. You've, you've seen the resolution of this chair. And all of, all of those things... If, and, and I'm trying to, to see the whole spectrum where I can, I can hit one of you where you live. Teaching, coaching, cooking, planting flowers, reworking furniture. Think about something that, that really drives you, that you see from start to finish. You see like a vision that you have, and then you see the work that it takes to get there, and then you see the full resolution of that where you, you get to sit down in a chair that you worked on. Maybe it's a, not just a, a, a chair that you sit at the table with, maybe it's like a in your living room, and it's a, it's a chair you, you take a nap in, and, and think about that. You sit and take a rest, or, or you watch your wife sit down to a meal that you've prepared, or you watch your family sit down to a meal that you've prepared, or you see that bulb pop up. These are resolutions, and this, that whole idea, and I, and I hope you're there with me, this is Romans 12 too. This is God's will for you. To, to, to put the first bite of that perfectly prepared, worked hard for meal in, in your mouth. And, and those tastes come together. And it's just, wow. Or to, to, to drive home and see those tulip bulbs in front of your house popping up. Or to sit down for a rest in that chair. Or to watch a light bulb come on for a kid. This is resolution. And this, that that whole picture, it's, those are shadows of what God intends for you. 
Look at me for a second. I, I hope you can connect with this. I hope you can, can see a heart leaping for joy and vision, conflict, climax, and realized purpose because this is God's intent for you. I need you to know I need you to know that God intends to be in beautiful, undefiled, perfect, pure relationship with you. And that every longing that your heart has ever had to see a tulip bulb or to eat beautiful food or, or to engage with life or to be in love, all of those things are, are little glimpses, little pictures, little shadows of what God intends to give to you through relationship with him. This is the resolution. And so now we have, to be, we have to be careful because let's go back to conformity and, and being transformed. Conformed is something, or transform, conformed is something that's happening to us whether we realize it or not. And there's an outside force that's, in, that's pressuring us. And we participate in that. By being aware and not conforming, not doing what the world tells us to do. We also participate in the transformed process, but only in this regard, in that we position ourselves in such a way to receive grace. That's what these next 40 days of transformation are all about. Not about actually being transformed, but about placing ourselves in a place where we might be transformed by God. Just walking around this earth is going to lead to conformed. Engaging in means of grace and spiritual disciplines is going to lead to transformed. And transformed leads to this resolution, this meal, these tulips, these kids, this life, Forrest and Jenny. This is resolution for us. And the beautiful part is that God sent his son Jesus to labor, to suffer, and die so that this might be able to be real. And God wants to give it to you. I, wanna, I, want, I want you to see it because there's nothing on earth that's as beautiful as realized purpose. Do you, do you really believe that? There's no joy that this world can offer you that even comes close to the joy that comes when you realize that God intends to be beautiful to you and your every longing that you've ever had in any capacity, any pleasure from the senses that you've ever received is a shadow of what, what God wants to give to you. That's the truth and the path for us is Romans 12 too. The path for us is to put ourselves in the place where we can receive grace from God and thereby be transformed and thereby understand the will, the good, perfect, pleasing will of God, which is not what job do I take, but instead it's relationship with him. This is why you were created. So let's Let's do this together. Let's go on these 40 days of transformation. And let's get God. Just, let's, let's go get God. It's exciting. Let's do this together. This is, I love the fact that this is who we are. Let's go do this together. 
And then on March 11th, what awaits us? Think about that. Allow yourself to daydream about what awaits you at the end of this. You know what it is? It's a three-letter word. It begins with a G. God. More pure. More less defiled. Beautiful relationship with him. There's an old song um, that Matt has, is going to play for us in just a second. It's called Beautiful One. I want to get this last lyric correct. Kind of the tag to this song is, You've captured my heart with this love because nothing on earth as beautiful as you. You've captured my heart with this love because nothing on earth is as beautiful as you. I hope that you believe that because if you do and you give yourself to these 40 days of transformation, we'll see that and realize it and taste it. Let's do this together. Let's pray and sing to our God. God, I thank you so much for Jesus. I thank you that you have given us this world and given us glimpses of what you offer to us. God, I thank you for flowers. I thank you for a beautiful, well-planned and designed and great-tasting meal. God, I thank you for for the ability to teach and to learn. Thank you for all of these pictures, these images and shadows of what you have planned for us. God, I thank you for even silly movies like Forrest Gump that point us to these things, God. I thank you that even what flows out of of human beings is this desire to, to see conflict and climax and resolution and and all of that points to you and your plan and your purpose for us. God, you are wonderful and beautiful. God, guide us on this journey and remind us constantly that you alone are the goal because nothing on this earth is as beautiful as you. Thank you for Jesus. In his name.